When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Martin St. Louis coached his first game with the Montreal Canadiens. And already the naysayers are starting to talk. Blah, 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 blah. The sick podcast is next. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. Now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. Yeah, and speaking of intense by nature, it's a perfect fit for me because I'm intense by nature too. I will especially be today. You'll find out in just a second. 8.6 intense by nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. Speaking of passion, the very passionate Marinero, the sick podcast. All right, okay, here we go. Are you ready? Martin St. Louis coached his first game behind the bench of the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday night when the Canadiens played host to the Washington Capitals. The Canadiens lost the game by a score of 5-2, to two, and already those who didn't like the move to begin with, already they're starting to talk, ha, 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 he lost his first game, they should have kept Ducharme anyway, next time hire a real coach if you're going to fire a coach, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, he's a peewee coach, the Canadiens are a disaster, they got it wrong again, Yara. shut up! Shut up and just listen to me for the next couple of minutes because the voice of reason will kick in. First of all, who expected them to beat the Washington Capitals? All the naysayers mocking the fact that Martin St. Louis in his first game behind the Montreal Canadiens bench lost by a score of 5-2. to two. For all of you, did any of you think they were going to win the game before the game? Are they not? The same team that had lost seven straight? Are they not the same team that had lost 13 of their last 14 or whatever it was? Were they not and are they not the worst team in the National Hockey League? I mean, people make it. I don't understand what you guys are talking about. Even though Kent Hughes told you at the introductory press conference at 1130 on Thursday morning, even even though he told you that hiring Martin St. Louis was more about a culture change, more about building the way they want to play going forward than it was about winning the next game, you still mock the move. You're all wrong. 
You're wrong. You know, it's an easy thing to mock the hiring because he was the assistant coach of a peewee team or whatever, this or that, and he didn't have experience behind a bench at the NHL level. Listen, don't get me wrong. I understand. I know what the stats say. The stats say that those coaches who don't have a lot of NHL head coaching experience um, or even assistant coaching experience, traditionally they don't do well. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? The Montreal Canadiens are not putting together a team to win the Stanley Cup next year, nor do they think they'll win the Stanley Cup the year after that. As a matter of fact, it's going to be a rebuild over the next two years at the very least. And if it won't be a rebuild, it'll be a reset. It'll be a revamp. You can use whatever name you want. They know they're going to lose more than they're going to win. They know that. They know that they have to build through the draft. And to build through the draft, you have to be finishing the last three or four teams of the league to try and have as good a pick as possible. So now, to all of you who are laughing at his hiring, to all of you, what's the worst that can happen? He was brought in with 37 games left in the season. Let's just say out of those 37, they win five, and he coaches terribly, and the players don't develop well, and their confidence has hit rock bottom, and the players they have on their team, the value is diminishing all the time, and their play is deteriorating. If that's the worst that could have happened, if they wouldn't have made a coaching change, that was going to happen anyway. So he has 37 games behind the bench on an interim basis to prove himself. If he does great, you remove the tag and you bring him back. If he does absolutely terrible, he's not your head coach next year. But in the meantime, even at that, he's going to tell you, who your captain is in that locker room, or if they don't have one, he's going to let Hughes and Gorton know. He's at the very least going to help the power play because he's a power play genius. He's going to at the very least be great for guys like Suzuki and Cole Caulfield, who scored his first goal under the positive encouragement and the information and the tips that were all coming from Martin Saint-Louis whispering in his ear. Cole Caulfield goes out at the end of the game after scoring a goal. He could have had two, by the way. Just a couple of inches offside was Tyler Toffoli. And he tells you that it's a thrill for him because as a kid, he wore number 26 because his favorite player was Martin Saint-Louis. So worst case scenario, he coaches terribly. They lose, they lose, they lose. It's awful. Everything's bad. It was like that anyway. A little bit of a better case scenario, which is a given, a guarantee. He'll be great for Caulfield. He'll be great for Suzuki. He'll be great for the power play. He'll be great for increasing the value of the players. He's going to implement a more open style of play. There's more freedom for the skilled players on this team. They've already won. So to all of you who laughed because they lost versus the Capitals, they have already won with Martin St. Louis behind the bench. Now let's take it to another level. 
And I'm going to tell you a quick story. And I'm going to talk about soccer for maybe two minutes, if you'll allow me. Pep Guardiola had a fantastic 18-year career. Two years after he retired as a pro footballer, he began to coach. His first job, coaching Barca B in the Tercera division. 11 months later, so he coached third division. 11 months later, he was appointed coach of Barcelona. He was there for several years. They played great soccer. They put on a show. They won championships. They won cups. From there, he went to Bayern Munich. They did the same. From there, he went to Manchester City, where he still is today. They've done the same. He goes with concepts, not with systems, because he doesn't want the players to be restricted. And he wants them to be able to make reads and use their imagination. It's all about concepts. He established the way he wants his teams to play, and they play that way regardless of who they're playing. And they're not going to adapt to anybody. It's the other teams that are going to adapt to them. Now, you're probably going to tell me, yeah, well, Tony, Barcelona is great. Then they had Messi, and they had Neymar, and they had Suarez, and the Canadians aren't Barcelona, and they didn't have those guys. I understand that. And you're going to tell me Barcelona could spend as much money as they wanted to, and the Canadians can't. I understand that. And so I understand all of that. And I'm not telling you he's going to be the next Pep Guardiola. But if you don't give him a chance, who, by the way, is already one of the greatest soccer managers ever, and he's still coaching. But if you don't give Martin St. Louis a chance, how do you know what he can or cannot do as a coach? How do you know how great he can be or cannot be? 37 games with a lot of people doubting him. As he says, continue to doubt him. For him, it's just noise. It was that way when he was a player. And all he did was just get after it. And the noise is still there. His whole life, this guy was told he's small. He's not going to make it. He's too small. It's a big man's league. Yada, yada, yada. The guy was an NHL all-star. The guy is a Stanley Cup champion. The guy is a hockey hall of famer. He will impose immediate respect. With all due respect to Dominic Ducharme, I think it's safe to say we figured out a long time ago that unfortunately he didn't have the respect of a lot of guys in those locker room, in that locker room. And unfortunately for Dominic, he should have sat Pet Jeff Petrie down, but he never did. He should have made him skip a few shifts, but he never did. He should have made him a healthy scratch, but he never did. Jeff Petrie cannot cheat with Martin St. Louis because the one thing Martin St. Louis never did when he played was cheat. The one thing he never did was cut corners. And Jeff Petrie can't look at his coach this time and say, uh, tell me whatever you want. I don't respect what you're saying because you never played in the National Hockey League. St. Louis did. You can't cut corners with this guy. He's going to make sure you give 100%. He's going to make sure you work hard. And don't forget the Canadians, they need to sell tickets. Between now and the end of the year, the owner of the Canadians and the shareholders, they want to make money. They don't want an empty arena. They want you to go to the arena. Were you going to go the way things were before? You weren't. So now you have a coach who's going to up the confidence of his more skilled players, allow them to play with more freedom, and instead of losing 7-1 or 8-2, you're probably going to lose 5-2. You're probably going to lose 6-3 or 6-4. And by the way, 
that 5-2 loss versus Washington, you know as well as I do that if the Montreal Canadiens would have got NHL goaltending on Thursday night, and it's no fault of Caden Primos, unfortunately for the kid, he's just not ready. But you know as well as I do that if Jake Allen was in goal, the first one doesn't go in, the second one doesn't go in, and the third one doesn't go in. And yes, you could probably say the same thing, <coughs> pardon me, when Dominic Ducharme was there, but even if they would have got better goaltending when Ducharme was there, they were still going to get, they still had no chance. They weren't in the game. So they lose that score 5-2. They lose that game 5-2. They're down by a score of 4-2. Cole Caulfield scores what he thought was a goal. Could have been 4-3. The replay shows it's just inches offside. If, he, if that goal counts and it's 4-3 and the Canadians go on a power play, you're this close to making it 4-4. Instead, the goal doesn't count. The Washington Capitals get an empty net goal. When was the last time a Montreal Canadiens team outshot the opposition, outshot them by 21 shots, 44-23, held the opposition to zero goals when they went on the power play, went 20% on the power play themselves and were better as the game went on. When was the last time? Before Martin St. Louis' first game. Marinero, you can start buying your Canadians jerseys again. There are better days ahead. Sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sport, sports apparel and our sick merchandise as well. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. I say to you again, what do they have to lose? For all of you still laughing, just answer my question. What do they have to lose? Worst case scenario, they would be as bad as they were before the coaching change. If you don't change the coach, they still would have been bad. But think of how good it can be. And think of all the skilled players around the National Hockey League that are watching that video of Martin St. Louis saying that he believes in concepts, not in systems, because systems take away freedom from good players. And a great player needs to have the puck on his stick. And the more, the more he touches it, the more confidence he gets. And if he's playing within a system, he's restricted. I saw somebody put just that little snippet on Twitter this morning, and there was 157,000 views. You know, watch that. Not only you, not only me, all the players in the National Hockey League, and that includes the skill ones. Yesterday, Pierre Lebrun, one of the premier insiders in the game with TSN, you know what he said? He said, you know, just thinking out loud, Johnny Goudreau becomes a UFA at the end of the year, and his agent used to be Marty St. Louis' agent. Who knows if something can happen there? If Pierre Lebrun said it, it's because someone's whispering in his ear that it can happen. There's a chance of it happening. And with all due respect to Daryl Sutter, who's a former Stanley Cup champion, everyone knows his ideologies and his philosophy is trap first, trap second, and trap third. It's defense, defense, defense. Marty St. Louis' ideologies and vision are the exact opposite. And he wants to let the skilled players let loose where they can pick up points, where they can score goals, and everyone loves to play offense. The fans love it, the players love to play it, and the more offense they play, the better numbers they put up, the more money they'll make. Everyone's a winner. I'm on record. 
Hiring Martin St. Louis, absolutely nothing to lose. Only everything to gain. It's a win-win situation. And he, my friends, is the ultimate winner, like me. Marinero, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube page at The Sick Podcast, because this podcast is sick. And for all of you who are mocking the move, if you don't want to get on the bandwagon, we don't need you. Bye-bye. Ciao for now. The Sick Podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature.